0: it's me back again with a new podcast and excuse me if I sound a little weird um I have allergies and I kick kicking my butt right now and I also just woke up and so I thought what better way to start my day than to do a podcast for you guys yeah yeah that's what we're doing so we are jumping on in here with a book called Two of the Kind is by an Inkit author known as Rosie.Pie. Um, only thing is, is I'm not able to really look. It's not showing me, like, the overall stuff, so it's not showing the summary either, except for, like, the little snippet it gives you. I don't know if that's just Ink it messing up or something, but uh, I can see that the genre is fantasy slash romance. It's an ongoing story with 28 chapters currently it has 29 reviews with a five-star rating, and from what I can see of the summary, it says Elena has been raped most of her life. Liam craves torture. There's something similar between them, something dark. They had the power of the elements, but is it a gift or a curse? And then it trails off because I can't see the rest. Um, are you serious right now? <laughs> Wonky on my computer. I think it's my Wi Fi connector. It's just being really weird. So, without further ado, we will jump on into the first chapter. Liam, 11 years old. I'm assuming that this is the point of view. Ah! That's not a very convincing scream, but that's what it has. A high pitched scream erupts behind me. While running ahead of him, I start laughing. I take a peek over my shoulder to see my best friend scared out of his mind. He glares at me while panting, trying to catch up to me. Sweat creases his dark skin and his brown eyes look angry and fearful. Dude, he cries. How many times have I warned you? Don't play with fire. But what do you do? You play with fire. And then you burn the frickin' world. And I'm always the one who gets in trouble afterward. I just laugh at his fear. Calm down. It's not that big of a deal. Maybe he has a point. I'm saying this as I run away from a forest fire I accidentally started. Not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. He starts taking rapid breaths. You just killed a forest. Think of all those trees. Think of the poor deers. Forget the deer and think of yourself. Come on, it's getting closer, I cry. Instead of a response, all I hear is a thud behind me. I turn around to see Jordan kneeling down, holding a withered plant. What are you doing? I ask, my voice incredulous. He looks up at st- up me with wet eyes. It's... it's little Tommy. He sobs. No! The plant? Oh god, Jordan, we don't have time for this. This is pathetic. He wails again and I groan, sliding a hand down my face and running back to grab him. I drag him from the ground and run from the impending flames. Tommy! Rest in peace, my son! Oh, for the love of... Something explodes and he shrieks, running farther in front of me, leaving me behind a sacrifice. I shake my head and ask myself why I'm friends with them. Oh right, every other boy hates me because I'm a jerk, and I think girls are too clingy. We continue to run away, the fire causing smoke to fill our noses until we finally get to our house. Thankfully, my dad isn't home right now since he's working at the palace. He would blow a fuse if we found out his perfect son caused a fire. I push open the door and go inside, breathing hard. Jordan comes behind me. His mother, Julie, comes from the kitchen, her hands on her hips. What have you two troublemakers been up to now? She asks. After a breath, Jordan points to me, In his next breath he says, "Liam started a fire with his freaky bowers." I roll my eyes and groan. Of course he'd spill everything out. He can't keep his mouth shut. Julie gasps and looks at me angrily. Liam, how could you? Just because you control fire doesn't mean you can go and do anything you want with it. Wait until your parents. Your parents. <laughs> wait until your parents hear about this. I widen my eyes and shake my head. No, please don't tell my dad. You can't. You can tell my mom, but not my dad. Please, Julie. I all but get on my knees and beg. My dad has big expectations for me since I'm the only son of an important general. He wants me to follow in his footsteps. If he finds out that I set on a f- set a forest on fire, he'd flip. She shakes her head with a stern face. Uh-uh. I can't hide this. You've gone too far this time. Your father needs to know. She turns to Jord- She turns to Jordan and narrows her eyes. I'll deal with you later. With that, she walks back to the kitchen. I sigh and turn to Jordan. He visibly gulps. I glare at him while summoning a rock. As it floats around my hand, the familiar feeling of strength and confidence fills me. I sense the materials that make up the rock inside my soul. I feel the stages of this intrusive, ingenious rock's creation. From molten lava deep within the earth to a cool, hardened solid that was pushed up to the surface from deep within the ground to finally meet the sun. Heat fills me as I feel my rage and the rock's journey from the earth's core to the surface, building my adrenaline. I snark at Jordan's frightened expression, knowing he sees the fire in my eyes. I'll give you three seconds. He bolts out of the house, not wasting any time. This delights me, and I feel a familiar sense of fury within me burning up my insides. Three, two, one. I run out of the house, summoning multiple small rocks with me. They fly beside me, picking up speed as they form a sphere the size of a big boulder. Jordan is no match for me. I catch Jordan, who is struggling to run faster in my sight. I raise the ground about an inch in front of him when he looks back at me. While distracted, he trips over the dent and stumbles. I use this moment to my advantage and tackle him to the ground, letting my bolt have dispersed into individual pieces. He shrieks as I pin him to the ground. Help! Help! I'm getting jumped! Help! he gasps. I pause, pinning him. Do you even know what that means? He pouts, no. That's what I thought. Why are you tell on me? Do you know how much trouble I'm going to get in- because you needed to be taught a lesson. What? You thought I'd let you go since your 11th birthday? No. So needs to let you know what you did was wrong. You can take away the fire just as easily as you can start it, but you can't take away the damage. You destroyed thousands of homes, habitats. Don't you feel bad? You dummy. I can use my earth powers to grow it all back. He huffs. Yeah, well, you still destroyed stuff. And destroying it for no reason is bad. Mommy says so. Now get off me. You're heavy, dude. Seriously, lay off the muffins. I'll give him one final push and stand up. Is he right? Did I do something bad? Am I an evil person for liking to destroy things? I found as I think about this, I don't want to be evil. I just had a craving to let the fire out, to watch it kill everything it touched. So I fulfilled it. Okay, maybe that is bad. And it's getting worse. These cravings come more often as I grow older. Though the kingdom makes me seem like some type of hero that will give them riches and put out fires, I can't help but feel as if I don't deserve all their praise. What is? What if the craving made me hurt someone? Did I already hurt someone in the forest? We walk back home quietly, Jordan giving worried glances at my silence. He knows that, I, nu- he knows that I, n- I usually never shut up. I enter the house to meet my angry mother, but when she sees me, her face becomes etched with worry. I walk to my room, ignoring her. Behind me, I hear Jordan speak. Avani, I think he's broken. He didn't say a single word on the way back. I shut the door behind me and plop face down on my bed. My room is plain with brown walls, my one closet, a desk, a nightstand, and a door to a bathroom. My bed was comforting red and white sheets. They welcomed my tiredness with open arms. Right before I fall asleep, a melodic voice strings in my ears. Is that supposed to be singing? Because it sounds like something inappropriate. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I'm assuming it's panting, but I don't want it to be panting. I'm a child. I wake up knocking. I wake up knocking on my door. Slowly, I get up, rubbing my eyes. I squint, looking out the window beside me, and see the sun setting. Doors open to both my parents. Oh no, they're about to give me the talk. Son, we need to talk. My father says. He runs his hand through his brown hair. His tan skin shows slight wrinkles, though he's not that old. He has a long, square face with a sharp jaw and a defined body from his years as a guard. A scar runs to the corner of his right brow to his cheekbone. My mother presses her lips together into a thin line. She has the same tan skin, but still smooth. She has a round face and a pudgy nose. Her eyes are the shape of olives and her Her eyes are the shape of olives, her eye golden in color. Her body is slender, her bottom half larger than the top. Her eyes are the shape of olives, her eye golden in color. I would say eyes golden Her eyes are the shapes of olives, eyes... That still doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's not that it doesn't make sense, it's just that you're using eyes and eye kind of really close to each other, so it kind of reads a little, little, little weird. I would say, and her eyes, golden in color. But at the same time, that's still repetitive. could I mean I guess you could do her golden eyes in the shape of olives and her body slender her bottom half larger than the top I think that would flow a little bit better so it's not like eyes eyes you're just using the word eyes once I hope that makes sense some of these features have been passed on to me I get my golden eyes uh just a spelling error right there it's E Y E S B O E Y S. -S 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 and black hair from my mom, but my hair has a natural tinge of red that doesn't come from either of my parents. From my dad, I inherited my square face and jawline. I share their tanned skin, though mine is a lighter shade. As I stare at them walking to my bed to sit down, I can't help but think how mad they are at me. But what they say next surprises me. My mom speaks up first, her face carved with worry. Liam, are you okay? I don't say anything, thinking if I should tell her, maybe she can help. I look at my father, who seems more concerned than angry, and decide to tell them. Running my hand through my hair, I say, um, no, I I, I have these cravings, this need to light things on fire and destroy them. It gives me a good feeling inside, it makes me happy. I look at them, is that normal? They give each other a look and turn back to me. My mom shakes her head, no, that's not normal at all. People don't usually take joy in destruction. Why haven't you told us this before? I shrug. I don't know. Dad places a hand on my shoulder. You know you can talk to us, right? I nod, staring at the floor. He turns to Mom. Avani. We need to get someone who might know something. This might get out of hand if we don't help him now. Mom nods. I agree. But who? Who would know of this? No one else in this world has this power except him. How can someone who's never seen this before be trusted with our son? He takes her hand. Maybe a psychologist could get through to him. She stands up. Liam is not crazy. I know, but therapy helps sometimes, and this seems like that type of problem. I don't think that's the right thing to do. We can't cure something that could possibly be his natural instinct. I grow quiet in thought. I feel scared. I look at my shaking hands. Mom? I ask in a small voice. Yes, sweetie? Am I evil? She takes my hand and looks into my eyes. No, sweetie. You are not evil. You are not a bad person. I know that. I tear away from her gaze and look at the floor. Then why am I like this? Am I. Am I a monster? She pulls me into a hug and Dad joins. I may not know the answers to why. She starts. But we do know that you are not bad. You are not a monster. Dad finishes. I breathe into their hold, still not quite believing them. They pull away and Mom gives me a soft smile. We'll talk about this later. Let's go cut your birthday cake. I beam at her, lighting up a bit. Is it chocolate? Dad laughs. (laughs) You know it. Suddenly, we hear a voice from the dining room. Cadman, get your family over here. The cake is waiting. Dad sighs. Oh, Elliot. Always a sucker for food. Eh. Who am I kidding? Who isn't? We laugh and go into the dining room to eat cake. All the while, I try to ignore the feelings I get from the fire of the candles. Just waiting to be used to burn everything away. The voice I heard earlier keeps sounding in my ears. And that is at the end of the first chapter. Um, I believe this person asked me to read both chapter one and chapter two because they're in different point of views. So unfortunately, um, this chapter was a good length and I do keep my chapters to one chapter per person to keep it fair. So I am not going to read the second chapter. Um, this said, I'm going to take a moment to review everything and I will be ready. thoughts. So, overall, I would probably give this story a 3.8. Um, I think that, cliche-wise, it's not very cliche. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. Um, I I think, like, this would be an interesting point of view to see, like, maybe the good guy go bad against his own will because of his, you know, his own powers. Um... I also think it was kind of comedic especially in the beginning when um Jordan and Liam were kind of trying to run for the fire, and Jordan's like crying over a plant. I thought that, that was kind of funny and Jordan's reaction is really funny. Um as far like you have like as far as like uh the actual structure goes, I think your paragraphs like most of your paragraphs are actually sectioned out pretty well visually. Um, You do have some parts where you kind of separate it out. Like, slowly I get up over my eyes, I squint. And then you separate that out. The door opens to my parents. Separate it out. Oh, no. Separate it out. They're about to give me the talk. I feel like that could always still be one paragraph. um, Just because I know that you're probably going for dramatic effect, but it's still going to come off the same way no matter how you... No matter if they're together or separated. But for the sake of visual... It should be together. Um I also like there was like minor repetition, very, very minor, which is the eyes eyes thing I talked about earlier. Um you did have some misplacement of punctuation. Um like when I say that I mean like some areas needed like an explanation point instead of a period. And my first example that is that is not a monster, you put a period. That should be an exclamation point because it's the mother exclaiming that and like being upset that, you know, oh, I'm sorry, not the monsters. I'm not, not crazy. Um, but yeah, that should definitely be an exclamation point. Um, and then uh, the capitalization. When you opened up with the screaming, the ah, I don't think that's really needed. I kind of. It kind of like set me up to be like, oh, I might not like this because I'm not really one for capitalization for one. And two, I just don't think adding in screaming like that is necessary. Um, I think with you seeing a high pitched scream erupts behind me, that's a perfect beginning. That is a perfect beginning. So I would just get rid of that ah uh, um, if I were you um, and just open up with a high pitched scream. You also could connect the I take a peek over my shoulder, he glares at me into one whole paragraph with a high pitched scream. That's like one whole paragraph. Um, I also would separate out you do separate out your dialogue now and then which is awesome but there are times when you have it kind of molded in with your paragraphs um, so that's just mean, you know, for the most part you do separate them out which I really like seeing um, and also the details I think you did pretty well with your details I like some of the word choices you used um, but I do feel like sometimes it kind of like ends a little abruptly with the detail or it's just a little Where was it? It's more so when it comes to like you explaining like the The um, surroundings of the characters where it kind of was like, oh okay, that kind of felt like it was missing something But other than that, I think this is rather good I think that it's on it's probably one of the better ones I've read and I do like that it's not cliche and I think you did a great job I think if you just polish it up a little bit like not honestly there's not much to polish up if you just polish up a little bit and just kind of like overwork those details again you know you'd have a really good story on your hands I already like it so yeah that's kind of my overall opinion on the story I think you did a great job um so yeah if you guys like this review let me know in the comments and i will see you guys next time bye